Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. My name is Preston. Joined as always by my delightful co-host, Bet Matt. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, and tell a friend. You know, I just realized that we're gonna, the problem we're going to be facing with the next five episodes is we're going to be doing things to the camera, but we don't. We're not releasing the camera. Yeah, because we're just doing five episodes of practice. With it's cameras. just yeah, it's just practice camera interactions. Yeah, more Which fun. Sounds for terrible for. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. We'll try to make it auditorily engaging as yeah. we mostly don't anyway. Engaging. But. Man, we're really just gonna be talking about gauge all the time now. Yep. Like how I talk about gauge all the time off camera, I'm gonna be talking about gauge all the time on camera now. Exactly. <laughs> Love you, Gage. Yep. Uh specifically check out our We're still kind of in this weird social media netherworld at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um prepare yourself, gird your loins. It's coming. It's gonna be the big one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah episode 150 yeah and have a lot of stuff hitting all at once at episode 150 150 i think might be a you know it, i feel like it might be a long one but also i think it might be a short one might be we're probably gonna realize that we have more in common than we disagree <laughs> about and, and go our merry ways friends <laughs> and or then into so, the podcast forever or someone's gonna die live on camera neither of us we're going right. to choose someone to bring in and murder we're gonna <laughs> Uh, we're we're gonna carry out a ritualistic human sacrifice and debate the aesthetic merits of it. Mm. So, um, oh shit, you're not supposed to tell him. It's supposed to be a mystery. Oh shoot, sorry, Gage, cut that out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can do that now. <laughs> I bet that's relieving for you. Yeah, you're the one who's been editing the podcast for the past seventy five episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you. You don't have to do it anymore. Yay. Well, you might have to do it a, a, a couple times, oh. but. Also, we're going to hit noon before we're done recording, so it's going to be another late one. Anyway, Matt, what you been up to? Uh, I've been up to a few different things. Um, watching some more Avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned last time the start of season two was really slow start, and I was losing interest. And then Tuff showed up. I'm just going to mispronounce her name every time. So you do now know that it's actually It t- is actually Tuff. <laughs> Tuff. That was so good. I was like, I so I think I figured out what the problem is. In the in the subtitles, they spell it T O P H. Uh huh. What um, is T O P H? Right. T O P H. T O P H. And so my instinct is, oh, it's like short for Topher or something like that. Topher Grace. Yeah, like Topher Grace. <laughs> and so I think I just read it without actually hearing it. Uh, okay. And I mean, I heard it, but like I wasn't listening. Yeah. I guess that's my theory. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, it, boy, it really picks up the getting into the meaty part of season two here. Um, there's like there's Zuko alone. There's the library, mm-hmm. the desert, a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. I really, I love that library just as a setting. Yeah, just this buried library in the desert, and there's this giant owl spirit, demon, mm-hmm. monster, horrifying <laughs> snake thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hardly a snake, but yes, the rest yeah. of it, yes. Yeah, uh, just really cool world building. And yeah. Then, yeah, just I, I like the way the characters are progressing, and you have not made it to Bossing Say yet. Have they you? just took down the drill. That was the last. Oh, episode oh I shit! Okay. Yep. Okay, so they have not. They have not really entered into the city. Tales of Bossing Say is coming in like two I episodes. Know. It's coming right <laughs> up. <laughs> I don't see now. Like I, I have known, I've considered this this whole time that you might not feel it as much as I as right because you just don't cry. But it's not just me, because we all know I've got, like, daddy issues or some shit that, like, right. I, it's not daddy issues. It's, like, 
I'm the guy that like cannot wait to be a father. Mm-hmm. So anytime there's a kid with a dad, it just fucking breaks me. Yep. Like end of Star Wars, just killed him. Dude, I need to go back and watch those and like really let myself feel that. Yeah. I bet you all cry. <laughs> but like, uh, there's, it's just all of them are just so good and like it, it, they're just tiny and everyone loves them. It's you know how like. The Great Divide is the most widely known horrible episode. Mm-hmm. This is the most widely known greatest episode. Okay. <laughs> and I I need you more than anything in my life to like it. <laughs> you might get a... It's pretty good out of me. I just need that level... Like, Or no, I need the level two. That's okay. good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I need that. I need yep. at least that. Yeah. No, I'm I'm thoroughly on board right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm loving the earth bending training. He's actually having to struggle with it a little bit, and like, and you've heard the explanation about why he's struggling, right? Yeah, yeah. How because he's like it, it. It's the opposite, right? They're of the him. opposites. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And the little makes uh, sense. little uh, what was it the moose saber tooth moose cub? I yeah. Think. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Sokka gets his little like. How how's how Sokka to you right now? Sokka's probably my favorite at this point. Um, it takes him about uh, yeah, about halfway through season two where you like really start to go, okay. I've, he's a dimwit, but he's... I've been on board with him for a while. Like, okay. He's... Um, Not in the first episode, though, where he's just an outright sexist. Yeah, no, he's just... He's a, <laughs> he's a jerk for a while. But, like, once they actually decide to write a character instead of a stereotype, they mm-hmm. make him into a... Um, he's, He's kind of the pragmatist of the group. Yeah, he's the the Ron Weasley, if you will. He's okay. not. He's nothing yeah. spectacular, but like he's, he's. But he's got his talent. He's loyal. He's a problem solver. He's yeah. um, yeah. It's just he's he is very easily like the glue of the group. Yeah, and it's and it's not for reasons that you'd think. Right. Um, he's not the person that like, uh, that. I, I feel like thinking back because I haven't really analyzed Avatar much. We're gonna do our Avatar episode once you finished. Yep. Um, where I'm gonna actually get to analyze it more, but um, we might do several episodes because I think there's so much to unpack with it. Like, mm-hmm. there's the characters, there's the world, there's the story itself, there's like the 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 magic element, there's the spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all these different aspects that we could break apart and talk yeah. about. And how they make this whole thing work all together. Right. They really mastered all those different elements, didn't they? Boy! You would think that a character like him, like the the glue of the group, so to mm-hmm. speak, would be someone who's like, who who connects with everyone on a deep level and is able to make everyone, is able to empathize with everyone and connect each other to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not how he works. The way he works is that he puts things in perspective into a per- perspective that the others would never right. feel like the non-bender perspective. Yeah. The person who is going, he's the, t- he's the, honestly, this is kind of weird. He's the me mm-hmm. of REM where the end is in mind. Yeah. Like what are the, what are the ramifications of everything that we're doing? Mm-hmm. How can we do this? Like it's, Maybe the Batman as well, mm-hmm. where all the benders are the Superman and the superpowered. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there's Sokka and Batman who need to consider everything in order to be successful. Yeah. They're the uh, pragmatists so he, of the group. Yeah, exactly. So he's, um, 
So the library is a great example. Mm-hmm. While Aang and them are just, well, I guess Aang helps them out. But yeah. like, well, they're just like, oh, we just got to get out of here and like go beat the Fire Lord. He's like, well, hang on. There's this chance. Mm-hmm. That it, work smarter, not harder. Right. And meanwhile, the bender's like, ah, we'll just bend our way through everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think that's a great dynamic for a group of some of the most powerful benders in the world. Yeah, exactly. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I like my Ron Weasley analogy because, like, Aang is the chosen one. He's Harry Potter. Uh-huh. And Katara is smart and kind of she's a, like a prodigy, talented. Prodigy, yeah. yeah. So she's the Hermione, yep. and then you need the the down to earth pragmatist What's that tough? holds everything together. Uh, Dobby. Tough <laughs> <laughs> is free. <laughs> you have given Toph a sock. Actually, it's kind of the opposite. You've given Toph a sock? You know I need bare feet, right? <laughs> yeah. I oh. love I love how they're treating her blindness. It's not like it's it's not crippling her, yeah, but it it changes how she interacts with particular yes. situations. It's it's very effective writing. Yeah. And that's that's something that like that actually inspired me when it comes to Ross. It's like mm-hmm. Ross is deaf, but I don't want to make it a cripple for him. I, I just want to make his, how he lives his life different. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And there's a couple, there's a few jokes, uh, of course. which means like, there, I think you got the belt one where it like hit her on the head. Sokka tried to toss the belt yeah. to her and it hit her in the head. <laughs> She's like, I'm blind. Uh, cool. Anything yeah. else you've been up to? Uh, I've been reading more daredevil. Good. Um, about halfway through, probably two thirds of the way through, uh, volume two of the Brian Michael Bendis run at mm-hmm. this point. Um, crazy stuff has happened. Daredevil has declared himself kingpin. Um, oh, it's a little bit more of like a Cap says Hail Hydra moment. Oh, okay. It's like, but like the ramifications. It, it is an actual, it's just an important moment, and the ramifications carry through. For I'm assuming him issues. declaring himself kingpin is the last panel of an issue. No. Oh, okay. Um, because that's something I'm gonna get into that when I get into my Watchmen out twos. Mm-hmm. It's um. It, it's definitely a moment where like the news is all like, Oh, he's the Kingpin now. Daredevil's the Kingpin. But it's like in story, it makes sense. Uh-huh. And there's a reason for it. Basically he's like, look, if I take down the Kingpin, there's a power vacuum. I need to take him down and step into his place and maintain order. And he's not mm-hmm. like running criminal syndicate or anything. He's just, he's basically saying I'm in charge. You yeah. listen to me now. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it works, and there's a lot of other good and interesting stuff happening around it. Um, Black Widow just turned back up, and there's going to be some sort of plot that intersects with her. Um, she's a frequent love interest for him in the comics. So, Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know that. That's... So. Oh, dude. That'd be a scary fucking couple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do not mess with their children. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, hey, what happened to, what happened to John? Oh, he... uh. He bullied the Murdoch kid, and he's gone. <laughs> no one knows what happened to him. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, that'd be crazy. I want, yeah. I want that story. Mm-hmm. I want the story following the kid of, like, Matt Murdoch and Natasha Widow. <laughs> Romanoff. <laughs> Romanoff. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Because uh, people only know like two Russian names. <laughs> um, yeah, good stuff. Um, 
I hit my 100,000 points on YouGov, so I've ordered volumes one and two of the Ed Brubaker run. Cool. Volume three is currently out of print, so it's like going for about $110 new. Um, oh. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Okay. Now, what you do? This is where I've. This is where I've. Exactly. Learned. What you do mm-hmm. is you like once every like three or four days, mm-hmm. you go to Google mm-hmm. and you type in the name, the volume, full everything you can. Mm-hmm. And then you go to shopping, mm-hmm. and it'll bring you to third-party stuff. Right. And you'll find one that's cheaper. Okay. So you didn't spend $100. No. Okay, good. Like, that's you got to do that every few days, because that shit will pop up for, like, a few hours and then go away. Yeah. And you got to you gotta keep your, your eye open. And then once you find one, you got to do a little bit of digging around the website first before you spend, put your information into the website. Right. <laughs> Make sure that it's actually a good... Yeah. A good so. Yeah. Cool. And I could do that, too. Like yeah. for you. Well, send I'll, me. Yeah, I'll keep my head. Yep. Yep. I also ordered uh, the New Mutants Demon Bear storyline because apparently that's going to be a big part of the movie that comes Demon out. Demon Bear? Yeah. Demon Bear. Ooh. I mean, Bear Demon. It's about a naked demon. Oh. Cool. That's not true. I know. It's like an actual <laughs> bear thing. I don't know. I don't know. That's why I got the thing so yeah. I can hear the story. Cool. See the story. Smart. Get ahead of the movie. Yeah. When's the movie coming out? Next week. Next week. Well, you're not going to get it and read it in time. <laughs> it's coming today. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, so you're going to like take a pause on Daredevil and read that? Yep. Smart. Yep. Smart. That's me. I um, need to read Flashpoint. Yeah. Apparently. Flash comes out, which yep. we'll get into. That would have been a good segue. Yep. Uh, Anything else? Nope. That's it. Cool. I've been up to a lot. I'm going to try to fly through it. Okay. First of all, I watched uh 2049 again. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, 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 I can't. Yeah. The sound design. Yeah. The, just all of it is just fucking orgasmic. Mm. Especially when you're high. I bet. <laughs> I just, it's such a good fucking movie. I can't even like. I I don't have anything else about mm-hmm. it. I just I watched it again, and it was insane. And I'm gonna watch it again in a few weeks, in like a week or so, because the 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 main frequency of mm-hmm. the whole movie happens to be the worst frequency for our kind of slightly blown speakers. Oops. So it's just <laughs> kind of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So I just spent two hundred dollars on a really good speaker surround system. Nice. Like a, like a soundboard subwoofer. Like five point one, which means like, do you know what I learned about a lot of this? Do you know what like five point one, seven point one, two? I have no idea. So basically, what that is is like, if you're looking at sound stuff, like sound speaker systems, mm-hmm. look for those numbers because what that means is five point one, which it means that the audio is mastered with five points of audio. Okay. So you can't get two. Uh, two point one is simply stereo. Mm-hmm. One point is mono. Right. So five point means you could have. Your five point is basically you have a, a sound or two front speakers, mm-hmm. two back speakers, and a subwoofer, mm-hmm. and that's your five points. Okay, and that's the most common one that things are mastered in. Uh, the really, really big movies could be mastered in seven point one, which means seven points of audio. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference between a five point one speaker set and a seven point one speaker set is about twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. So those are the new ones. 
that mm-hmm. I'm not going to bother with until I we make a whole lot of money from this podcast. Mm-hmm. Look at the camera. Looking at you. Uh, <laughs> Go to Gage. our Patreon. Patreon.justusloses.com. Yeah, pay the people that would theoretically pay you if we made money enough to pay people. Give us money to give it back to you. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I'm going to watch it again so that I have that surround system and stuff like that. It's going to yeah. be fucking dope. Uh, what else? Have I, I finished Merlin. Mm-hmm. Um, how's the ending? Do you care about spoilers? Not particularly, no. Okay, if you care about spoilers for Merlin, stop paying attention for about forty-five seconds. Um, I'm gonna look at the timer. Uh, so they do go all the way to the end of the Arthurian legend, which oh. means Arthur dies at the end. Okay, which is kind of a shitty end because, like, it's the way it kind of works is a little bit it it feels like there needs to be more because mm-hmm. when they did season one, they just intended it to be a prequel to the legends. Right. But then season two came out. Uh, they started doing season two and season two through five is just the legends. Right. But they're a lot younger. Um, and so he does at the end. And then like the whole thing is that Merlin is waiting for his second coming, basically him coming back. Cause he's the once in fu- once in future King the whole right. legend is he will come back and be the true King of England for, I guess forever or something. Um, but yeah, so there's Merlin who's super fucking old and it's in modern day England and he's just like wandering around and stuff. Um, it's, it's an okay ending, but boy, they got a budget for the last couple episodes. Like the combat is actually like, it's slow motion, like practical effects, kind of like not slow motion. They do one trend that, or one trope that they really like where it's, um, like sped up as he's running to someone, but then slow motion as he's hitting them Uh and then sped up uh, between things, slow motion hit and stuff like that. The Zack Snyder model of action. Is that what he does? He does a lot of that. Okay. It looks pretty good Mm because especially with sword and like sword and shield kind of stuff Yeah, where it's not looked great in 300. I I need to go back and watch 300. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh yeah. No, no, no. 300. Yes. For some reason I thought you said Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah, that from three hundred. Yeah. Yes, exactly that. Um, yeah, it's it, it looks good, and it's I think that actually they probably were inspired by three hundred because season five would have been twenty ten twenty eleven. Yep. So about three hundred was like two thousand nine. Yeah, but two or three years after uh, before that, like it was like seven or eight. It might have been six. Somewhere around there. We can't fact check because our phones are right there. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, it it's good. I liked it a lot, and, I, mm-hmm. and again, I would I'd recommend people go watch it yeah only for like the three last three seasons but you need to see the first two it's kind of unfortunate yeah it's the opposite of game of thrones where you should really watch the first five seasons and then maybe watch the next couple seasons and then just Just to see how it ends just don't see season eight yeah just uh come up with some nice way you think it all comes back together. i'm telling my girlfriend that like we're gonna she's i'm finally i'm we haven't started watching it but i think i've convinced her to watch it yes um and i've told her that we're gonna watch through season seven and just however you want it to end in season eight is how it ends yeah because how any factor of what you want it to end like will not end that way. It's just a fucking terrible, not at all what we wanted ending. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you can't see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, what else? Okay. So I did those. I have, um, I still watched two more episodes of black mirror. Oh, which ones I watched white Christmas. Love that one. Which is so fucking good and has a reference to bad men. 
because when I, John Hamm is like, uh, I remember there being one. I don't remember what it was. John Hamm's like, uh, I'll let you guess what I do, what I actually do for a living. And he's like, uh, advertising firm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like this tiny little, this little reference to Batman. That's good. Um, but that is a, and okay. So I watched that one and I watched, I'm going to get into this. I'm going to, I watched, um, be right back. Mm-hmm. Which is the yeah, yeah. that's uh Donald Gleason. Domino. Domino Gleason. Donut hole. Donut hole Gleason. And uh Peggy Carter. Yeah, exactly. I I was like the whole show the whole episode I was like, gosh, he looks familiar. Yeah. And it's it's so crazy what makeup does. Yep. Because she's like caked in makeup in the Peggy Carter stuff. Yeah. Um But man, she's a good actress. Yeah, she's really good. Wow. <laughs> uh I need to see her in more stuff. Also, she's really hot. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but no, so the thing Okay, and I'll do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna tie this all together. Then I've been reading a lot of comics. Kay. So I finished the Future's End, or not Future's End, the World Two Earth Two World's End, which is basically them like Earth Two getting attacked by Dark Side mm-hmm. finally, like by like Apocalypse. Um Took them long enough. Well, I mean, for them it was only like five years. He got you got the, so it's technically the second invasion. Because oh, right. what happened? It's actually kind of interesting. Is five years ago there was an invasion with Steppenwolf, mm-hmm. and that's what sent the Robin and Supergirl to Earth One to be Huntress and Power Girl. All right. Um, and then, but the the Trinity sacrificed themselves to push them back. Okay. So they actually kind of won with the first invasion. Mm-hmm. But Darkseid came back with a vengeance for yep. five years later. Take a guess at how it ends. The Trinity sacrifices themselves to push it back. Dark side wins. Okay. He literally envelops the entire world with, with apocalypse and just consumes the earth. Like that is not at all how I saw that going. I was like, ah, they're going to do some fucking comic book. Oh, we, we pulled it out and won. Nope. They straight up pretty much all died. Great. There's a small attache that like, that left Mm -hmm. that like fled when they were like, we're fucking done. We lost. And they left and they are, on a completely different planet now. All right. And just Earth is dead. Cool. <laughs> now, there, there's a spinoff series called Earth 2 Society, which is basically, I think, the people in... The, Earth isn't dead, but it is consu- It is taken right. and is being consumed. I think it takes place in the Earth that's, like, inside the shell of a- Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, that is... I, I think it's following the heroes that are left there trying to survive. I don't know how that's going to go. I'm going to get those in, like, a year, basically, because mm-hmm. that's how my purchasing series goes um and then i have fin- i read the entirety of the aquaman series up through up to um um convergence so up to episode up to issue number 40 okay. uh which is it's pretty good it's not fantastic mm-hmm. um and then i started reading the flash which is pretty good but not fantastic so far i've only read the first volume uh, but the reason I'm saying all of this all at once is because there's an element of storytelling that I think I figured out what there is to foreshadowing or okay. to building an overarching plot. Okay. Thinking back to Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and Green Arrow, Green Arrow post volume two. Right. Uh, I'm going to check that we're still recording. That'd probably be a good thing to do. Oh, Feels... just when the screensaver kit hit. Ah. <laughs> uh... well, all right. It's okay. I can chew right. time for. Okay. okay. So thinking back to Wonder Woman, the entirety of Wonder Woman, all all six vo- six volumes, mm-hmm. well seven volumes, but the seventh volume is kind of a different thing. Um, six volumes, Wonder Woman, and the volumes three through six of 
uh, Green Arrow, mm-hmm. is a large story that is constantly going, but it's made up of smaller stories that constantly develop into the next part. So, like Batman Eternal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they all like it's. Well, no, not really. It's not. It's not a bunch of separate stories okay. that are following different people. It's Wonder Woman does this thing, and then that leads into Wonder Woman doing this thing, and then that mm-hmm. leads into Wonder Woman doing this thing, and like this stuff, and it all seamlessly blends. Okay. Because the actions and the ending and the consequences of the first story arc have ramifications on the second story arc, like mm-hmm. that, that lead into that very clearly. Like if a person loses their powers at the end of the first story arc or something, mm-hmm. the second story arc follows that person in some way, having lost their powers leading to another thing that happens, which uh. then becomes the centerpiece of the next one. Okay. And it's just this constant story. arc, And there are, even if someone doesn't come back until like the last story arc, mm-hmm. they're referenced and built your, and introducing the elements of that in like the first, second or third story arc. Okay. And it's this, it's the 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 idea that they had the end in mind mm-hmm. the whole time, right? And then there's like the beginning of Green Arrow, uh, where it's just one off, like one issue things, three issue stories of just like just villain, villain. of the week kind yeah. of thing. Um, and the reason I bring it up with Black Mirror is because the White Christmas. Mm-hmm. kind of does that it totally does yeah like Where it's a small scale but it's it's a it's three very distinct stories mm-hmm. but they all are interconnected yep he tells a story and oh do you know why i'm telling you this because of this and right. then there's that element they introduce in that one mm-hmm. which then comes back in the third at, at the end like right. and it's just it all it's all coherent but it's still three separate stories but you couldn't have told the story without any element of that right and it just it's awesome yeah like it it felt like at the end you're like the whole thing was necessary <laughs> yeah it all fits together and um i mean i'll be uh or be right back doesn't really have it's that just type of thing. Of, it's just a straightforward story yeah thing um well straightforward in as much as black mirror is ever straightforward dude that one did give me creeps because okay. the whole time i was just like you know if if I had a significant other die or someone that I cared about that died and I had the ability to have an AI that acted like them, that would be really nice. I thought they were going to end up going with the route that like, oh, they're you're giving the government everything that they've ever said because mm-hmm. there was the comment that um, that <laughs> he can't be quiet now because <laughs> it's video. <laughs> uh, the the um, what was I going to say? Damn it! <laughs> Something about the you give the government everything. Yes. Uh, so there's the whole point where they only it only gets the public posts mm-hmm. at first, but you can make it more like them by giving them private emails and stuff. Right. And I thought they were going to go the route of like, ah, oh, ha ha, you've been giving the government this stuff all along and they're going to blackmail you and stuff like that. But they mm-hmm. didn't go that route. Right. Then they went to the body and I was like, this is season two. This is fucking forever ago. So I don't mind spoiling things. Right. Um, uh, and I, I was going, you know, if I, I was struggling for a little bit, because for a while I was going, yeah, that I'd do that. Like, that'd be cool to have the body. And then just like the way they filmed it yeah. goes, 
Oh no, that's really creepy. Yeah. Like if you just opened a, like this, also did you notice that the box was reminiscent of a casket? Yeah. Okay. Uh, or a coffin. Uh, like she flipped it and I was like, I'm just a, I was like, oh, okay. No. Yep. That's, that is really creepy. Yeah. Like good thing it wasn't pre sculpted to his body. Mm-hmm. Cause that would just be fucking creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it, the whole time I was going, you know, that'd be a good idea. Nope. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about Black Mirror. It kind of like, it gets you on board with something and then takes you off board mm-hmm. or does it in the opposite direction, starts you out off board, but then kind of puts you on board. Yeah. And when it does it really well, it get, strikes a nice balance where you get yourself asking those questions. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good show for that. White Christmas does a good one of that where yeah. it's just like, but they're not humans. But like, they kind of are. Because imagine mm-hmm. taking your consciousness right now mm-hmm. and shoving it in a box. Yeah. For, what was it, a millennia? Something like that. <laughs> uh, like, the, what makes it human? Like, what what's the difference between human and, and AI in that case? Right. Like, an AI becoming self-aware is one thing, but if you literally take the entire consciousness of an already human, mm-hmm. they are, I would, I would argue they are human. I would argue strongly against that. Don't know what my points are yet, but I'm just looking for controversy. <laughs> points? Points? <laughs> Don't know what my points are, but... Uh, so yeah, I did that, and I think... Oh! 100 bullets. I want to end on this one. Okay, yes. Oh, my God. So remind me what the deal is with that. Okay, so 100 bullets is... The general premise is this guy comes to a person who has been wronged in some way by someone, mm-hmm. whether it be framed or their family was killed or some shit, like something that happened. Mm-hmm. And it goes, okay, here's this, um, attache. What's the attache mean? Cause I said it earlier, but I don't know if that's what I meant. Um, I think, so the context I know it of is like a diplomatic attache. Like it's someone who is part of like sort of a diplomatic team. They're like a, they're not the actual diplomat. They're like a helper. Um, okay. So my, my, my context earlier didn't really make sense. Not so much. It was a, it was a, a break off. A, a detachment? Detachment. Yeah. Something like that. This one, I still don't know if it's the right word, but here's a briefcase <laughs> <laughs> with a gun, a hundred bullets and irrefutable proof of what actually happened and who is at fault. Mm-hmm. And the gun and the bullets are completely untraceable. And if they are found on a crime scene, the investigation ends at ends immediately. Okay. And it, I can't, uh, there's not much I can say because it seems like it's, it's four issues of one girl who he gives it to and her story. And then it's about two or three issues of another guy and then another person. But I would say, so imagine you're in a car and for about five minutes, you're trying to like excel, you're trying to accelerate, but it's just not really going like you're kind of Mm -hmm. flooring it and it's just kind of going like, it's just kind of slowly accelerating. You're like, Mm -hmm. this feels kind of like my old car. You mean? And then you, huh? Like my old car. But then you let up on the, on the gas and then you touch it and it just fucking hauls 
That's basically how, and it just keeps going. That's basically how 100 Bullets is. Okay. First, like, five or six issues are just like, oh, this is an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm intrigued to see, like, what, what the what the themes are. What are the question? What are the moral questions? Because the whole moral question is, like, revenge. Right. And it's like, all right, what are the questions that I'm going to be asking? And then it just starts tying shit together that you never thought would have been tied together. Yeah. And it just fucking keeps going. <clears throat> it's it just the whole time. From... Like issue number six or seven to the end of that volume, every single story, every single issue reveals something that makes it more intriguing and also makes so much sense. And it just like, it is the closest. I have this problem when I read image comics where if I go to the comic store that I go to and I'm like browsing around and looking at all these new stories, I can go, okay, I could get the next volume of saga. Mm -hmm. I can get the next volume of East East of West. I can get the next one of this one. I can do that one. I like. I I have all these ones that I've started, but then I'll almost always get the first one of another one that I've been wanting to read. Right. It's a problem I have. So I have all like the first bits of oh, so many image stories. <laughs> this is the closest I've ever gotten to immediately picking up my phone and ordering the next one on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I have never felt like I just needed to keep reading it. Like wow. I could not put this fucking book down. The only time I had a chance to put it down was there was one end of an issue that wasn't a cliffhanger. And I was like, this is my chance to get some sleep. It's goddamn (laughs) two in the morning. (laughs) It's. Oh, it's so good. All right. I'm intrigued. And it's Brian Azzarello. I like it. Who has an amazing ability to tell a story within another story, basically. There's this one series of pages that i was just flabbergasted by where there's dialogue of two characters but the two characters aren't what the art is the art is across the street introducing a new character just withdrawing oh and like it's just this guy doing a thing across the street in a different building entirely Mm -hmm. while there's dialogue boxes or like there's um the speech bubbles pointing to the window across the street, which is where the other guys are. Mm -hmm. And it's just this guy doing a thing. And then like a a fucking helicopter and then explosions and shit. Like it's an action scene while there's just dialogue happening across the building. And you don't see this guy for another like six issues when they actually properly introduce him. Mm -hmm. It's just like this, you're reading it. And if I have this problem when I'm reading sometimes where I'm just like getting so into the dialogue that I'm just flying through the pages, reading the dialogue, right. sometimes forgetting who's talking. Right. And then I'll go, wait, I actually did this with the flash too. There was like a character that a character, uh, uh, two characters interacted and I go, wait, who the fuck is that guy? And I like flip <laughs> back to like three issues ago when he was introduced and I was yep. just ignoring the, the art. I had that problem. Um, but if you, if you were just reading dialogue, you would never see that guy. Mm-hmm. But when you do see that guy, they're talking about the thing that happened with no words. Uh. So if you're, so then they mentioned like the mess in LA. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? That was this guy. And I like <laughs> flipped back and reread and like re- watched yeah. the entire thing. Like very close. I watched, like looked at the whole thing mm-hmm. very closely. Cause like, Holy shit. And it just blew my mind that he's able to tell two stories at the same time. Mm-hmm. Clearly and actively. <laughs> That's cool. And it's just, Oh man. It's good. I, I, I'm going to lend it to you whenever you've got a chance. Uh, yeah, you are. It's, oh my God. I cannot wait to read it. And it's a DC. It's a Vertigo comic. It's not an image comic now. That okay. I think about it. It's a Vertigo, but it's just so good. Mm-hmm. 
And now every time I look at my bookshelf, I see 100 bullets. I'm like, I need to read the rest. <laughs> um, I think that's all I've been up to. Yeah, the only news we have this week is fandom, basically. Mostly. Uh, there's a new Tenet trailer. Yep, tickets are out, and they released a new trailer with that. And yep. Whoa. Yeah, they, they really kind of just like... It didn't build my hype anymore because I'm at the point, I think I'm suffering from the the pandemic problem where I'm kind of just fatigued of all the hype Mm -hmm. and it's not their fault. Like they were fucking, they were hyping you at just the right rate and then they couldn't. Yeah. And they're like, all right, uh, one more trailer, I guess, Mm -hmm. if we can release it maybe in September, assuming we don't get it pushed back. Mm -hmm. But I think at this point, I'm as hyped as I'm going to be. And anything I see in trailers is just me looking for more information to see how, kind of what the story is. Right. Which they did fill a little bit more in about how the time works. Yeah. Like, there must be a technology that switches things. Mm-hmm. Like, you put a bullet, you put that bullet in a technology, in a piece of technology, and it literally switches the time of the bullet. Right. So... Like maybe they do that with just their equipment. So um, him repelling, him flying up, repelling Mm -hmm. the repelling equipment was put in this technology that flipped the timeline of that equipment. So he puts it on and he gets pulled right through that. Um, I think that's, that's my theory. Yep. But I think that machine is in the future. Oh, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cause there's that line that I, the uh, Clements Posey says, or uh, John David Washington says, what do you think we're seeing? And she says, a, the detritus of a future war or a coming war or something. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, that's what this is going to be about. But it's not time travel. No, it's, it's he's, not. He's very clearly said it's not time right. travel. So it's... But like, there's a war in the future. And some of this stuff at that point got reversed. And so it's come back to these people now. And I they're trying see. to figure out like what's going to happen. Yeah. And, um, and so, then they have so this. So they technology. don't know the technology. They're messing with stuff that came to them basically through that they time. don't really understand. Yeah, I like that. I like the like he's gonna I'm be thinking. like I don't understand, and he's gonna like talk to a person that acts like they understand, and the other person's gonna be like I don't fucking understand it either. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just looks really cool. Um, the the action like we're getting just little snippets of it, but it feels really visceral yeah. already. Um. I love that shot of him just punching people in the kitchen. <laughs> I don't know why that's so satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like the it like harkens back to harkens back harkens back to the uh um fallout with the two fists? Yeah, a little bit. Just like that little feeling and just like, oh that felt good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> king, king. <laughs> I will never forget that. Uh ah, yeah. Henry Cavill's fists. That uh he that, can fist huh? That that Fallout trailer was one of the best movies of that year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, an interesting statement yep but yeah yep uh tenet i'm massively hyped um first reviews are out they're kind of on par with inception okay some people are like this is transcendent this is the greatest thing that christopher nolan has ever produced this is this is his apex there are some people that are like this is unnecessarily confusing and i don't understand it yeah well, all right, we'll find out. I, yeah. I will probably be like that. This is amazing and cool looking, but I am so lost. <laughs> yeah. Well, it usually takes me a few watch throughs to fully understand things that are happening because I'm stupid. It's true. I catch foreshadowing like a motherfucker, yep. but I don't catch like sh- shadowing. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like actual, actual happenings. <laughs> I catch future future references, but I don't understand what's happening right now. <laughs> yeah. So you maybe can, you I'm can, you can catch the bullet, but you can't shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to catch the bullet, but I don't know how the gun works. Yeah. <laughs> that's me yep stupid all right um yeah so we've got our tickets for that we're gonna go see it um a week from i guess tomorrow because we're releasing this today yeah oh Um, wow it's a week from tomorrow yeah what's the date today 23rd oh no we're good okay labor days in two weeks yeah thank god i almost had a big fucking panic attack because then i was gonna have to tell my girlfriend that i wouldn't be able to go see her family or choose tenant i i right I was, good thing she never listens to this because she would not like the fact that i'm debating going to see her family <laughs> or seeing tenant <laughs> or yeah <laughs> there's a well i'm going either way yeah uh okay cool seeing it in imax any other oh yes any other news besides um there was a first trailer for death on the nile which is kind of a follow-up to the murder on the orient express a few years ago oh it was apparently okay it's got gal gadot in it so speaking of gal gadot yeah fandom and hey she's the first thing all right perfect let's talk about it got dc fandom happened so tell me i'm not entirely clear so i just DC saw the fandom stuff what's dc fandom is it is their replacement for comic-con okay so comic-con got canceled right sort of sort of it still happened but no one went no one went and no one meaning no like fans went and no pretty much no studios went. Right. <laughs> DC did one of the biggest I think they have the biggest biggest replacement. I haven't seen an image comics thing. I haven't seen uh, a Marvel thing. I haven't seen mm-hmm. like Disney do anything with it yet. Um but DC had this event, this 24-hour online event of quote-unquote panels. Mm-hmm. Um and what they did is they basically had all the people like Skype in or whatever and do their panels, answer questions and stuff like that and record mm-hmm. it. And then it was done. It was, they were pre-filmed. So it wasn't right. live stuff, which good idea mm-hmm. because holy shit tech problems would have been a, Oh yeah. Like would have been a disaster. Disaster. Um, it did get a little behind. It slowly like became like three minutes, four minutes, five minutes behind schedule. Cause they were yeah. going five minute increments. Mm-hmm. Like this one is 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. This one is 10 minutes. This one's five minutes. And like, it would just slowly get right. more and more behind. Um, one thing I do know is I cannot fucking stand announcers that get fake hyped about things. Like yeah. when they, when they show like a new trailer, they go, wow, I was so excited, but now I really can't wait. It's like, cool. Aisha Tyler, you couldn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh i forgot she was doing that she was doing the main thing yeah um but lana i keep forgetting she's lana <laughs> <laughs> to me she's the uh the um whose line is it anyway she's the new host to whose line sure yep look man i fucking love that show do you know what that show is no oh it's so funny you'd like it um but yeah, no, so fandom happened. All right. And there was a whole lot of things. What happened? Um, Tell me some things. Pretty much jack shit. <laughs> okay. So they had all the panels. The panels they had in order were the Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman panel, a the um Warner Media Montreal. I haven't what what the announcement was made, but the Warner Media Montreal games panel mm-hmm. where they announced their new game. 
Uh, they had the Flash panel. They had the Suicide Squad panel. They had the Snyder Cut panel. Woo! They had the Black Adam panel, the, Sh- the Aquaman 2, the Shazam 2, the um, Rockste- new Warner Brothers Rocksteady game panel, mm-hmm. and then the Batman panel. Okay. Let's go through it. It'd be more dramatic if it was like a flask. Oh, there's alcohol in there. You didn't see me sneak it in. I know. So to cover this base, we've talked about this a few times. Everyone knows I'm a huge fucking DC fan. Yeah. I love DC. I prefer DC over Marvel. I don't hate Marvel. Get out of the comments. Um, I just prefer DC for a lot of reasons. I wrote a paper on it. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not a blind fan. Right. I recognize that there is shit. I recognize that the new 52 was a fucking disaster. And even mm-hmm. though I read it and there's some interesting stories conceptually, the whole idea was garbage. And there's a, I'm doing a video on that. Mm-hmm. I recognize that the fucking movies that Zack Snyder has done is are garbage. Some and I do. recognize that they can fail and that they could still fail. Mm-hmm. I recognize, Oh, I spilled water all over my nose. <laughs> well done. Um, so when I say that I am severely disappointed by this, understand that i want them to do well but this was just 80 percent of this was just disappointing okay um and it's not particularly their fault Mm -hmm. they came to us with what they could but they made it such a big deal about what they were going to do with this Mm -hmm. but they didn't have much because of the pandemic right honestly it would have been safer just to do like maybe a like, like just a, a series of videos released on YouTube, not make it a whole event that you have to watch live. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it was a 24 restricted hour event live. So if your internet went out and you missed something, you're SOL. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's kind of with what they had, the substance that they had to show us, mm-hmm. it was disproportionate to what they made it seem like they had. So let's go through this. All Wonder right. Woman for the first one started strong. Mm-hmm. They were talking. We learned a lot about stuff and we got a new Wonder Woman trailer. Yes, we did. And it's fine. I hope they're not done with the cheetah effects. I was like, okay, so this is a cat's <laughs> sequel now. <laughs> um, I do like that they are going with the cheetah, like the actual mm-hmm. cheetah transformation. Yeah. I was concerned about that. I still am a little concerned about it. Early on, I was saying that if they're going to go transformation, I'm kind of concerned that it'll look bad. Mm-hmm. But I also hope that they do go with the transformation because taking that much of a liberty from that character would kind of like the yeah. part of the character is that she is literally taken over by the cheetah god that turns her into a cheetah. Mm-hmm. Not a physical cheetah, but like a human cheetah hybrid. Right. That's a big part of her character. So just sticking her in some fucking leopard print clothes and having her be like strong wouldn't really be totally in vain with the character. So I was a little concerned, but it seems that not seems they are going with the cheetah. Mm -hmm. Well, DC hasn't shied away from being at least comic booky in the movies. The thing that makes me concerned is the fact that the only shots we got of the cheetah were at night. Mm -hmm. And in movies, if you're doing CGI and you're not proud of your CGI, you put it at night. Yeah. Because we can't see it. Yeah. There's a reason that all the fucking DC villains in the past few years have been giant gray CGI obscured by smoke and fire. 
Yeah. Um, so hopefully things will get better. Maybe that, maybe that sequence is in the daytime and they just weren't ready with it for the trailer. So they slapped a nighttime filter on it. Feels like wishful thinking, but maybe wishful thinking. Absolutely. There's okay. That's the other thing about me is I definitely wishful thinking happens. Mm -hmm. Um, but so we have her Mm -hmm. and it seems like Maxwell Lord's the president. Which is like, he's like, I thought he was like taking over. I thought that was a coup kind of deal. Well, so him, like him, his speech was and was behind the presidential seal and in front of the White House, like right. press secretary. Maybe he's a press secretary, but he was at a White House p- podium right. with the presidential seal. So there's something which is which is out of the um, not. It is not from the comics directly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's more of Lex Luthor's domain right. <laughs> to be around the president. Yeah. I did not get the vibe that he was actually there because he was supposed to be there. Yeah. that uh, I got the vibe I, he'd Same thing. That's why like, I, well, I feel like maybe they voted him in and he's just like, aha, now it's my chance to Donald Trump this. I don't think it was. I, I got the sense that he like walked into the White House one day and had his goons take down everyone and was oh, like, hey, maybe. I'm giving a speech. Yeah. We'll see. I'm going to be know. right. Huh? I'm going to be right. Okay. I mean, I'm going to be right about everything else of that movie true because the rest of that the rest of that trailer pretty much confirmed all my theories about like his whole thing about giving people what they want mm-hmm. diana wants uh wants a friend in mm-hmm. barbara and then uses barbara to betray her and then mm-hmm. wants steve trevor mm-hmm. as to come back and so he's gonna use that against her yep. that's my whole theory and then she's gonna snap his neck and if that doesn't happen i'm going to cry and murder people next one is uh warner, warner entertainment's game Okay. Gotham Knights. I saw the gameplay trailer. Oh, you saw the gameplay trailer? Yeah. All right, let's get into it first. Okay. So what's the deal? The what's announcement trailer looked fucking cool. Like the announcement trailer, like the CGI mm-hmm. trailer of all the characters was fucking awesome. I do need to go watch that then. Um, And it immediately just hyped me up. It made it seem like it's following um the uh Arkham city game or arkham games Mm -hmm. because batman's dead and at the end of arkham knight batman did the nightfall sequence or the nightfall uh uh, protocol which is him publicly committing suicide Mm -hmm. whether or not he actually died in that explosion is up for interpretation they can't remember if they've announced which one they think it happened um but that hyped me up because i got to play i would get to play nightwing Ooh. And then the gameplay trailer happened. And the gameplay trailer looks like trash. See, I don't know how to tell. So, okay. I could tell you how to tell with this stuff like okay. this. My first bullet is looks terrible. It looks terrible. It's which, not finished. Which, yeah, and, that, and that's the reason it's my first one. Like, it's my it's the one that I'm not attached to that I know that gameplay can... It's. I think they said it was pre-alpha. Yeah. Which looks pretty good for pre-alpha, but... That looks bad, so there's a lot of, like, stuff. So there's one example that I use uh, comparing Arkham Origins to all the Arkham games when there's snow. Mm -hmm. In the Arkham games by Rocksteady, Batman leaves a trail in the snow. Mm -hmm. Arkham Origins, he does not. And that's one of those things that I look for really, really closely because Mm -hmm. usually in about alpha is when they start planning that stuff out. Right. Um, Because that's kind of a large mechanic. You can't do a fine-tuned detailing. Lighting is what you do after alpha, basically. Yeah. Um, so I, I ignore lighting stuff, but like there was some stuff that just didn't look good. The rain looked messy and that may have been, that's probably a lighting thing. So I let that pass, but the graphics were fine. Like they looked bad, but they were 
pre-alpha. Yeah. The rest of this stuff is what I'm concerned about. Okay. Let's start with the big one is the boss fight. Mm-hmm. With him fighting, with them fighting Ice, uh, Captain, Captain Cold. Wrong, but okay. I just read the flash, so Captain Cold's in my head. <laughs> uh, how about Killer Frost? No. Uh, how, how about the Iceman? No. <laughs> uh, so they're fighting Mr. Freeze. And how to tell if it's a fun boss fight is if it's not a beat the shit out of them until their health bar is about a third and then go jump behind a barrier while the, the enemy jumps up to an unreachable place and starts shooting projectiles at you. Mm-hmm. That's a shit boss fight. All right. Every game has at least two of those. Yeah. It's just, it's not fun. It's, it's a, it's a hack and slash. You literally run up to it and you just beat the shit out of it, Mm -hmm. dodging its melee attacks. And then once you hit it to a certain HP level, it just jumps to an unreachable spot. Uh, whether it be like behind a shield or up to a, up to a place that you can't reach them or something Mm -hmm. and then start shooting projectiles at you in some way or another, whether it be like big bombs or like spread attacks and you just have to go behind barriers to avoid being hit. Mm-hmm. The Arkham Origins game was full of that. Yeah. The Arkham games, Mr. Freeze, the fight. What really pisses me off is it's the same fight. It's the same villain as the best boss fight in almost, I can think of any game ever. Is Mr. Freeze in okay. the Arkham City game. Because what that does is it requires you to use every single kind of your stealth attack. Like stealth takedowns. Mm-hmm. Only once, and you can't do anything other than that. Like, you are restricted to using all of the skills you've developed over the game only once. Uh-huh. Because what happens if you're in, like, a grate underground and you do a stealth takedown from that where you jump out of the grate and you take him down, it takes him down a little bit of health, and you, and it does physical damage to him, but he learns and freezes all the grates on the ground. Oh. So it's this game where you need to learn your skill. Like, you need skills. Yeah. It's not just a fucking you run up and just you beat the shit out and use your favorite ability every time. Right. Like, it's a challenge. That's because very clever. when I'm, when I did it my first time, like, so, and, and it, it changes over difficulty levels too, because in the easy one, you only need to do four of them mm-hmm. in the medium one, you need to do like six of them. Then like eight, then in the hardcore one, you need to, you need to know all of them. And there's only like, you have to use all but one of them basically. Mm-hmm. And they give you all the means to do them all. Right. And I was sitting there and it was challenging for me because I was playing in hard difficulty and I was going, I've done all the ones I know. <laughs> and then I was stuck. I was like, fuck, what are all the other ones? Like, and I was looking through all my gadgets and like, it was uh-huh. a, it was a challenge and it was a slow enough fight where I'm not constantly trying to duck and weave past his attacks. Like right. he walked kind of slowly through the room. So like you can run across the room, hide behind a thing and start looking through your gadgets and planning out. And it's, it's a good boss fight mm-hmm. and showcasing a vanilla boss fight is a bad idea, which means yeah. that all the other boss fights are going to be that way. Yeah. Like there's no way that they would showcase their worst one um unless it was the one that was done right which is still kind of inexcusable you're trying to shoot you're trying to prove to people that you have a good game you put effort into an example the batman Mm -hmm. they're only 25 percent done shooting we got that trailer yeah (laughs) which means they put effort into what they wanted to show us anyway we're not there back to it um they did a stealth like so, the the gameplay was them beating the shit out of every out of all the things. They got into open fights and stuff. Right. There was one spot where they walked into a building and she did a stealth takedown, and then immediately kicked into another like all out brawl. Yeah. Which means that they're not proud of their stealth. Yep. Their stealth is like probably one dimensional, 
not like the Arkham games, which is it pisses me off because I love the stealth aspect of games. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people liked about the Arkham games. Batman's a stealthy guy. Yeah. That's his old goddamn deal. Yeah. <laughs> Skulking around in the cape and cowl. That's just, uh, then it's what's called a one to four multiplayer game. So remember in the trailer when she's mm. running and then it sees Robin has entered the game. Yeah. The first game to do, one of the first games to do that was Assassin's Creed Unity. Mm-hmm. Where you could play co-op. But it's a goddamn mess. I bet. It's like there's like restrictions on when you can have people involved. Like some missions are only single player and some are only multiplayer. So if you want to play certain missions that have to do with the fucking like they're not. You can play the main story solo, but there's all these little elements to the game that you can only have play if you have friends. You're pl- you're fucking promoting to video game players. They don't have friends. <laughs> like you need to, in order to play this game fully, you need to convince at least one of your friends to fork over the 60 bucks to play that game. Yeah. And if you have friends like mine who have very different tastes in games, you're just not going to get that. Like Sorry, Brendan buddy. doesn't give a shit about Batman. Gage might play the game with me, um, which I fucking hope because we're going to get into the suicide squad game. Um, it's just, and then all of, and then there's the um, last thing is that there's four different characters. There's Robin, Nightwing, Batgirl, and Red Hood. Mm-hmm. All of them seem to have drastically different abilities, mm-hmm. which to a lesser game developer like this, like the only company I would really trust to do is Rocksteady or Rockstar, mm-hmm. the rock ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't trust that they put all of their effort into each one. Right. I think that all of them, there's going to be four half-assed skill sets mm-hmm. and it's just going to be an unfun game. Yeah. Am I going to get it? You bet your ass I am. <laughs> am I going to enjoy it? Probably not, but it's a DC game and I have blind loyalty. I don't yep. have blind loyalty. I covered that. The flash panel. Oh, so uh, overarching theme. This game uh, looks like shit and it's probably going to be a terrible mm-hmm. because Arkham Origins was pretty unforgivable and they had the entire basis of the Rocksteady Arkham games. Yeah. Uh, the flash panel. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> I have to make that joke at least once a month or my head explodes. You know what happened in the flash panel? <laughs> you know what happened to the flash panel? I do know what happened to the flash panel. What happened to the flash panel? I don't know. You should probably tell me. Concept art. Suicide Squad panel. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a five minute panel. Well, but we know we're getting Batfleck back. We know. Well, that was announced before the flash panel. Woo. That was announced before the panel. Also, yes, we're getting the Batflet back. Hopefully, it's a send-off. Yeah. I'm hoping it's a, oh, hey, I'm going to go do the Flashpoint and things. Hey there, Batfleck. Looks like you're going to be gone when I get back. Ah! And then it goes and does his thing. And this is a lot funnier on video, probably. And then... It's really not. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> he's going to do his thing, and he's going to come back and be like, what? Batfleck's gone? So it's going to be a send-off to explain mm-hmm. to the casual moviegoer why Ben Affleck's no longer in the series. Hope so, but they're also going kind of multiverse, so like they can have yeah. Batfleck doing his thing over here and Pattinson doing his thing over here. So the thing is, if they're going that route, all the ones that no one gives a shit about are going to completely disappear. Right. Which is Batfleck. Right. Well, too many people give a shit about Batfleck. Fuck them. Some people were, were very excited about that. I was excited when I saw the first thing, but then like it's on paper, it's good. The execution was trash. Yeah. On paper. Wow, this is getting destroyed. Yep. <laughs> You're very gesticulatory. 
Okay. Getting over the flash. Suicide Squad. Pretty good panel. Yeah. We got a lot of... Did you see the footage? Yeah. A lot of footage. Yeah. We got all of them in costume. Yeah. Some of the things with effects in it. We got pol- We got polka dot man effects. Yeah. And they look okay. Yeah. Whether or not polka dot man's going to make it all the way through the movie is completely still a coin toss, but... Uh, <laughs> or a dot flop. Dot flop. Dot toss. I gave up on that. Um, but what a lineup. Yeah. So, Let's go through them. Yeah. I haven't heard of most of these people. Some of them I hadn't even heard of. Great. One of them is explainable because it's a James Gunn original. Uh, uh, so let's go through the list. Uh, like, Let's go through. I think this is the list of in order that they announced it. Okay. Savant with Michael Rooker. Mm-hmm. Michael Rooker's playing Savant. Savant's just kind of a smart dude. Makes sense. He's, he knows how to do technology, but he's kind of an idiot. Okay. He's like, wait. Hang on a second. Nope. Never mind. That's the wrong guy. That's Blackguard. Uh, no, Savant is like a really smart dude mm-hmm. who just knows how to do things. Okay. Cool. Javelin with Flula Borg. Guess what he does? Discus. <laughs> Shot put. <laughs> you were close. No. Dang. Uh, he throws javelins. All of his things are like javelins, but he's a fucking C-list, D-list. He's an F-list villain. Savant, I would say, is an E-list. No, okay. not E-list. Uh, C-list. So right. he's not super down there, but he's kind of down there. All right. Uh, Javelin's like an F list. Polka Dot Man is I've a heard joke of, villain. I've heard of Polka Dot Man. With and David got... Dastmalchen. Yeah. He's pretty cool. You know what his thing is? Yeah, he was in Dark Knight. Very briefly. is his first role. What? There's a really cool article a couple years ago about that role. He was, um, He was the guy that Harvey Dent captures and then like... Is flipping the coin and is like, all right, you're going to tell me what's going on or I'm going to shoot you. That's Polka Dot Man? Yeah. No way. Yeah. It's not Polka Dot Man. It's David Dostmalchian. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. He's also an Ant-Man. I knew that one. Uh, so what his thing is, he's got, he's got gimmicky dots. Uh, he's got like the red one is like a razor, like a circular saw thing Mm -hmm. is like yellow one or like glider things. And he's got like all these like gimmicky dots and stuff. So it'll be an interesting, like it looks goofy as shit and I'm glad they're making it look goofy as shit. Yeah, it should. It's a, it's a weird concept for a character, but I mean, you know, if James Gunn's going to be, if he's going to bring Polk dot man to the screen, then he's probably one to do it. And, uh, I hope it works out. Indeed. Good, good, uh, good riffing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, rat catcher two. So this okay. is a new rat catcher. Okay. So, uh, uh, Daniela Melchor, Melchor, Melchor. How's, how's it spelled? M E L C H I O R. Melchior. I think it's more, I think it's French. Melchor. Melchor or something. I don't know. Uh, noir. Because it's got the noir. Is it O-I-R or I-O-R? I-O-R. So I'm pretty sure it's Melchior. Melchior? All right. Whatever her name is. Um, She's a gassy gal. she got a gas gun, and she does different gases and stuff. Uh, uh, and she also controls rats. Cool. You're noticing a trend here that these are all, like, very one-ability things. Yep. Like, not very in-depth characters, and I'm, I have a theory on that. I like the design on her. Yeah, it's it's, interesting. it's it's exactly the same as the comic book right. Ratcatcher One uh, design, and it is it's a cool like, it's a hood and it's a gas mask and like mm-hmm. it's I do like her design too. 
Um, Bloodsport with Idris Elba. Woo! He's got guns and stuff. So, I want to touch on this fact. Okay. I did know Bloodsport. Mm-hmm. I knew Polka Dot Man. I knew Ratcatcher. I vaguely knew Savant. I didn't know Flu- uh, uh, Javelin. Um, Bloodsport's an incredible racist. Interesting. And they cast a black man for it. I'm really intrigued to see if that plays into it at all. Like there, there, so there was two blood sports. The second one and the one that's like the most mm-hmm. active one is he, he, the second one killed the first one to become the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just is an incredible racist. So I'm okay. wondering how they're how how they're gonna do that. That'll be fun. I wonder if it's just a little in joke to people in the know. And yeah, they'll just do him as a straightforward shoots everyone dead shot ripoff. Maybe. Uh, King Shark is a shark. Uh, we don't, they haven't announced the cast with him. Haven't they? No. No. Cause every, every one of the things in the, in the big reel uh-huh. had like their character, their cast, but there was, it was just King Shark. Huh. I'm wondering if it's just going to be like a, like a Sean Gunn thing with yeah. the raccoon where it's, and just, it's a placeholder. Yeah. It's just a, and he just kind of grunts. Yeah. Burr. Well, and that's the thing is like King Shark has gone as anything from uh, doesn't talk in the comics to uh, in the comics saying King Shark is a shark. <laughs> was that in the comics? Where was that? <laughs> he said there's something where he just says that all the fucking time. Uh, King comic. Shark is a shark. Comic. King Shark is a shark. <laughs> um, so goofy, man. And then to the King Shark in Harley Quinn, where he just talks and hey, I'm just King Shark and something. And what was it? Uh, um, in Harley Quinn, have you, you haven't seen it yet, have no. you? Oh, uh, there's one scene. I think I talked about it before, where he's in prison and some like a new person walks in. And he's like, ah, it's the new fishy. And King Shark goes, look, I know you guys are all fun and all, but what have I told you about using that word? <laughs> <laughs> and he just snaps. <laughs> um, but so I don't know how they're going to do the King Shark with this one. It might just be like a King Shark that doesn't talk and he's just a shark that has feet. Right. Uh, but he is the god of the ocean. <laughs> so cool. uh, then there's Mongol with uh, Mongal. Mailing. And I have never been able to pronounce Inji. Ing. Ing? Ing. Which confuses me, because N-G-Y-E-U-N is when. Right. Make up your mind, <laughs> says the person who speaks American. What's ox and box uh, plural? Oxen and boxes. We can't make up our own fucking minds about mm-hmm. how words work. So, yeah. Uh, Mei-ling-ing. 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 Uh, so, Mongol is Mongol's daughter. Uh-huh. Uh, she's a Mongol. She's a Mongol. Yeah, maybe it is pronounced Mongal. Huh. All right. So she's just an alien that's just super strong, like superhuman attributes, like yeah. strength, endurance, speed, stuff like that. So she's just going to be a bruiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Thinker with Peter Capaldi. Yeah. That'll be good to see him and doing some more some more smart stuff, because I've seen clips of him as Doctor Who. Yeah. What's the uh, Thinker's deal? Uh, he's a smarty boy. Okay. But he's like... 20 and looks like 60 because hmm. his uh, his powers drain his like 
uh, like make his body age faster. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be a fun little thing to see Peter Capaldi be like, no, I'm like 16 and stuff. Yeet. <laughs> Except that's a way a girl would say that. A 16-year-old girl would say that. Right. Um, yeah, so he's doing that thing. Uh, Soul Soria is Alice Braga. That is a gender bender of Juan Soria, who got mm-hmm. his hands cut. I think. I mean, this, that's all I can think of. She's got her hands in the movie. Okay. Uh, but Sol, uh, Juan Soria got his hands cut off, and he has like cybernetic uh, enhancements and stuff like that, so his mm-hmm. hand can do some shit. His not hands can do some shit. Right. Uh, but she's got hands, unless maybe she gets her hands cut off in the movie. Right. Which would be something. But she's just apparently it looks like just guns and stuff. Cool. Um, Blackguard with Pete Davidson. Yeah. Uh, he has armor that gives him the ability to create energy constructs. Usually goes with a mace and a shield. Mm-hmm. He's the dumb bruiser. Okay. He's just like a there's like a low level intellect. Like, oh, I just beat the shit out of people. All right, time to beat the shit out of people. Cool. And has no sense of subtlety. Um, which doesn't like Pete Davidson strikes me as someone who can have no sense of subtlety, but not a bruiser's no sense of subtlety. Mm-hmm. Um, TDK TDK with Nathan Fillion is an original character. Okay. So I know goddamn nothing about him. Uh, the Weasel. Mm-hmm. James Gunn is mean to his brother. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, Sean, um, I want to put you in this movie. It's like, oh, cool. Who am I going to be? Like some some cool like kick-ass? Maybe not a raccoon this time? Not even better. A Weasel. <laughs> so is so, this just a, a, a human weasel? Just a fucking human-sized weasel. Okay. Just a big old gross-ass weasel great something happened between them and i swear to god james gunn is just getting back at his brother for something <laughs> do we know which one's older do you know offhand i don't i feel like if if my theory is right sean gunn is older and just tormented james as a kid and now james is like haha i'm the director now you're gonna be a rodent <laughs> in so many movies <laughs> In Guardians, I'm going to demean you and you're going to get like, you're going to have to squat the entire time and people are going to pet you. Yep. Revenge. Uh, and then the Peacemaker, John Cena. He's just a human with peak human ability or peak human like athletic yeah. ability and stuff like that. I believe the quote was douchey Captain America. Douchey Captain America, which I am all for. <laughs> Absolutely. John Cena John be a Cena, douchey yeah. Captain America. My my theory is that almost every single one of these guys are going to die. Yeah. Like every single one. I think basically, I, I will, and we also have Harley Quinn. Right. Which we know. Wait, who's playing her? Um, John Cena. Oh, he's doing like a, he's a doing, yeah. double. So is it like twins maybe? Probably. Cool. Because he's a douchey uh, Captain America. She's a douchey batman <laughs> i got i had nowhere to go with that um but no so we got her so I, my theory is that pretty much every single i think oh you know what we should do mm. i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna read a whole bunch of comics Kay. about suicide squad which i'm probably not gonna get to before the movie comes out before Mo- suicide squad comes out we should put a theory on what order they die in okay and then we should make a game out of it and whoever wins yeah. has to die uh or yeah, apparently we're going to do that. So, cool. don't want to win. <laughs> they're all going to live. And then they all live. Shit! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think they're all going to die. I think it's going to be like Harley Quinn. Um, 
all these people are like tend to be expendable characters. I think maybe John Cena lives and maybe Savant lives. Mm -hmm. I can only see really John Cena and Michael Rooker being signed on for a series. Yeah. But we'll see. All right. All the effects look cool. I think it's just going to be a balls to the wall, like crazy explosions. James was saying that like, uh, the special effects coordinator is the one that did a lot of stuff in Marvel and said that this movie has, has more special effects than any, uh, <laughs> any Marvel movie combined. All right. Uh, so this will be lots of explosions. And Flula Borg was talking about all the genitals and the heads exploding and stuff in his accent. And that was mm-hmm. more Russian than yeah. uh, Scandinavian. But yeah, no, I'm excited. Looks nuts. It'll be cool. Looking forward to it. What's next? Snyder Cut. Woo! I want a Snyder cut my head off. Um, God, this just makes me so fucking mad. What should we talk about with this? Should we talk about, like, there was questions, and basically he was just trying to jerk himself off the entire time. Every time someone asked a question, he'd answer it with a... It's like, I'm going to show you things about the flesh that you'd never seen before. It's like, yeah, no shit. There's things that were cut out of the movie. Of course we haven't fucking seen them before. Yeah. Like, I'm going to show you like this and this and this. And then the trailer happened. Did you see the trailer? Yep. Of course it, the universe has a six sense of humor that this came out after the movie that we, after the episode that we talked about good trailers for bad movies. This is going on the number one for when we talk about bad trailers for bad. movies. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking horrible trailer. Did you like it at all? Did you feel anything besides just dread? Kinda. Yeah. Did you like it? A little bit. You liked that god-awful hallelujah fucking? Not so much. Oh, God. The music just immediately made me hate it. Yeah. Like, and it's just... I think there's going to be maybe 15 minutes of unused footage. It's a four-hour thing. Really? They're doing it as a mini series on HBO Max. Four hours. A mini series? Yeah, one hour per week for four weeks. When did that get announced? How did I miss that? I don't know. Okay, now okay, now my brain is trying to justify it. All right, hang on a second. <laughs> they do it as a mini series, but it's the same movie. Yep. So we're still gonna get the most of the stuff is just gonna be Steppenwolf. Yep. And probably what's going to happen is just going to be another hour tacked on at the end of them going to fight Darkseid. Yep. Think they're going to beat Darkseid? Hope not. I think they're going to beat Darkseid. Hope not. <laughs> probably, though. I want to move on. <laughs> but we get Black Suit Superman. Oh, fucking whatever. <laughs> God damn it. It just... <laughs> Like, for the amount that I was pissed off that they took three different storylines and crammed it into one, they're just doing more of that. Yeah. Black Suit Superman has nothing to do with Darkseid. They'll probably clean up the the face stuff, though, the face CGI. Oh, watch them not. (laughs) Like, watch them completely (laughs) miss that. (laughs) They would, wouldn't they? Oh, my God. I just... Darkseid looks like just another big hulking enemy. Yeah. With no special anything. Something about the animated movies that I really liked is Darkseid was as fast at punching as Superman was. Mm-hmm. Thanos did it. Yeah. Thanos was fucking quick. And, like, it was so cool. Yeah. But him doing, like, that, that axe swing just makes me think he's just going to be another big hulking bruiser. Yeah. 
Darkseid doesn't do fist fights often. Yeah. Or, like, get involved directly. He just... I didn't get a single shot of him with his hands behind his back. Yeah. That's one of those most iconic poses of Darkseid is he just stands perfectly straight up with his hands behind his back. Mm -hmm. Because he's just that. Speak softly and carry a big stick. And then his goddamn laser vision. (laughs) Yep. It's laser vision. Omega beams. Right. I I just... I don't... It's wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Everything I've seen of this guy is fucking wrong. Yeah. And it's just, it, it's Zack Snyder wrote, read seven issues, looked up, you know, fucking looked up on Google and went to images and read the pages of comics that came up on Google. It's, he doesn't understand the characters. No. He doesn't understand the world. He doesn't understand the, 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 the rules. It's just garbage. I think it's going to be kind of fun. The thing about Apocalypse is it's another dimension. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's what he's done. Probably not. I think it's just another planet somewhere else in the solar system or somewhere else in the galaxy. We'll see. Black Adam. Yeah, that was a thing. We got pretty much fucking nothing because they haven't started filming yet. Yeah. The whole thing he was like ranting. He's like, yeah, we're just, I know we're in pre-production, so there's not really anything. We got some boss logic stuff, but that's like... <laughs> Every time they do Boss Logic, like I love Boss Logic. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. He does. He's such a good artist, and like he does some really cool like blend stuff. But essentially, it's just fan art. Yeah, they're just taking fan art and saying, "Yeah, this is what we're doing." Yeah, but it's it's nothing really for the movie, right? Like we get an idea. Okay, so we they're going more villain with him. Mm-hmm. Because they've announced that they're having the Justice Society. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting Hawkman, Doctor Fate, finally, uh, Cyclone, and Adam Smasher. That's one thing I am pretty excited about is seeing Doctor Fate. Yeah. Who's directing this movie? That's a question I would look up if I had my phone on. <laughs> yeah, me. I don't think we know. We I've, should know. It's it is known. It is not known. by us. It is known. Um, we'll see how they do that. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot of magic. Yeah. That's black. That's Shazam magic, which is different from Doctor Fate magic, which is different from Hawkman space science, which is different from Atom Smasher Earth science, which is different from Cyclone. I don't really know much about Cyclone. It's, they do a lot of spinning. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we really got nothing from that. Um, it's gonna happen. It's gonna. It's gonna happen. That's about. That's yep. Cool. Aquaman. Aquaman. It's gonna happen. Cool. Good. Yes, more, please. Apparently, we're getting Orm more of uh, Ocean Master. Morm, Morm. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do with it, uh, given that he was the main villain of the first one. Well, but like at the very end of Aquaman, he's kind of like, oh wait, was I the bad guy here? Oh, that's true. He did. So kind of like a... they could do sort of a redemption arc kind of deal with him. Dude, the thing is, it's so heavily based on the. Um the new 52 like jeff johns run Mm -hmm. that's a really cool ocean master because he genuinely does love aquaman and love atlantis and stuff but he like he's just he's just misguided about the surface world yeah that's something about the aquaman run that's really interesting is like after he after the uh war of atlantis where atlantis literally invades the surface world Mm -hmm. aquaman puts a stop to it they put orm in prison and then aquaman is now the king of atlantis and they just don't like him yeah. Uh, because he's like, they're like, oh, the surface world is fucking garbage. And he's like, 
well, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a really interesting story. I luckily by episode or by episode by issue number uh, or uh, volume six, they had they had more come over to his turn uh, more over to his side, so it wasn't just constantly him against the Atlantis. Right. But um, no, he says it's going to be darker and a bit more like connected to real world stuff. So I'm curious to see what he's going to do with it. Yeah. Um, the panel was literally just James Wan and um, who's the guy that played Ocean Master? Uh, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. It was just the two of them talking. Yeah. And you have Jason Momoa on. Yeah. What's he doing? <laughs> Farting <Swimming>? around. <laughs> um, wondering how much they're going to cut Mara out amid all of this. Maybe they'll just recast. Bold move for a, for a universe that doesn't have a whole lot of good faith. It's also a Iron Man minor pulled character. it off because we all liked <laughs> we all liked this the series so far. Yeah, but I mean, like, she's a relatively minor character. People are not going to notice if they take a, a reasonably yeah. similar looking actress and slap the same wig and costume on her. Yeah, it's happening. Cool. All good. right. Yes, that. Uh, Shazam two, Fury of the Gods. Cool. That's what we got. All right. And maybe uh who the fuck's his what's his name? Rapper. That there's this whole joke that maybe there's like the rapper involved, but I can't remember his name because I don't pay attention to rap. Uh I don't know. It was super script it was a super scripted panel. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like it. But yeah, it's all the all the cast are kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Except Zach Levi, he's fucking hilarious. Right. All the cast is kind of funny, so seeing them interact is like Zach Levi's like trying to pull the weight. Yeah. Um Oh, uh oh, um damn it, I forgot his name. I it was on the tip of my tongue. Alright. The other two, the two big ones and the two ones that I like. Mm-hmm. The new Rocksteady Rock game. For people who don't know, Rocksteady made the three good Arkham games. Mm-hmm. And they have four games on their uh, on their docket of what they or not on their docket of what they've made. They've only made four games. Three mm-hmm. of them are the Arkham games. This new game is Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League. Sounds fun. It is a one to four multiplayer game. Do you remember what that means? You can have you can play it with one person, or you can play with up to four people. Yes. Remember how much I hated the idea with Arkham Knights. Yep. I love the idea with Rocksteady because Rocksteady knows how to make a game work. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, this is what's interesting is this is such a polar opposite. It's so identical to Arkham Knights, but the fact that it's made by Rocksteady makes me feel like it's going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. Like the, it's four characters with drastically different abilities, mm-hmm. but I feel like they're going to feel fleshed out. Yeah. Like, the one to four multiplayer, like I feel like it's going to be a seamless transition. You can play anything, part, any part of the game with any number of people. Mm-hmm. And it's just because Ro- I know Rocksteady can make a good game. Mm-hmm. Warner entertainment Montreal has not done a fantastic job of proving to us. They can make a good game constantly. Right. So what the deal that seems to be is that Brainiac is attacking Earth. It seemed very Injustice. I thought it was going to be an Injustice game when it first happened because it was just Mm -hmm. Brainiac's ship attaching to the planet um, and little fucking Brainiac bots going around and hitting, killing people. I thought it was going to be Injustice 3 because we've been hearing rumors of Injustice 3 happening. Mm -hmm. And Injustice 2 is about Brainiac attacking. Right. 
Um, the theory is that Brainiac has turned the Justice League against, um, or turned the Justice League bad. Mm-hmm. This one does actually canonically follow the Arkham Knight, which means Batman's dead. Okay. Um, so this is in that in that world of the Arkham Knight, mm-hmm. um, but set in Metropolis with Harley Quinn, a black Deadshot, which means they're committing to the um, Will Smith. Okay. Uh, Captain Boomerang and King Shark. Those cool. those are like the four staples of the Suicide Squad. All right, and it just looked fun. All right, like we, we, there's no gameplay footage, right. um, but just the the writing looked fun. Like they're mm-hmm. all just so different, and like they're all capable. And Boomerang's got some, Boomerang actually looks like he's got some interesting, uh, interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, he's, g- he's going to be in the Suicide Squad movie too. Jeff yeah, Gordon's yeah. Back. Oh, oh yeah, all you the to mention that all the classic ones are in there. Rick Flags in there too. Rick Flags in there. Amanda the Waller. Yeah. Uh, but those are all the new guys in it. Yeah. Flashing back to the Suicide Squad movie. Now yes. we're talking. Uh, but no, yeah, so got those four people. Um, yeah, it's. It, 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 have you seen? Did you see the trailer? I did not. That's so it's kind of funny because they're like, Amanda Waller's talking to them through the comms, and they're like, uh, Task Force X, like uh your alpha target's on its way or whatever and they're like so who is our alpha target and an airplane like is falling and then superman like crashes through the airplane and grabs the uh the pilot and they're like ah superman he saved the pilot yawn <laughs> go away soups and like kind of that <laughs> stuff and then he laser visions the fucking pilot and they're all just like oh fuck <laughs> and then captain boomerang goes so we know who our alpha target is. That was terrible. That was terrible. And he's like, do we know who the alpha target is? And the three of them are just like staring at it and all just kind of point. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it, it's just, it just looks fun. I need to go watch this. Yeah. It's, it's amusing. I'm interested. I'm interested to see how they're going to do that. Cause I trust Roxetti. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds like a fun concept. Just turn the, the heroes that we all have loved to play it in, to play into like the people you have to beat. Yeah. And they're all like, I I just feel like it's going to be the way they do open world games. Because I'm picturing the way Arkham works is for every villain you have to take down, there is a storyline to mm-hmm. track. So it's an open world RPG game. Where, not really RPG, but it's an open world game where you can play at any pace you want to. So if you want to just, like, I'm sure they're going to do that with all the members of the Justice League. Yeah. If you want to take down Cyborg, you're going to be doing a lot of computer side quests and stuff that lead you to Cyborg. And then you're going to take down Cyborg take down cyborg Mm -hmm. and then like superman you're going to be dealing with a lot of like things relating to superman trying to find superman and then you're going to maybe it's like for superman it's this the all the side quests have to do with finding fucking kryptonite (laughs) yeah that would make sense that would make sense like you're dealing with like maybe lex Luthor, and he's gonna yeah you got to break into warehouses yeah steal kryptonite and take down shipments or something and then like and then you have a finite resource of kryptonite and so if you use it and you fail to take down superman you messed up yeah that'd be that'd be fun i'm I'm excited to see what they do um yeah no that they just announced this just the cinematic trailer usually a cinematic trailer means that like they're pretty well on their way in development because Mm -hmm. they have their um uh model design their concept designs done they know what the story is going to be right um stuff like that and so i'm i think it's coming 2021 and I'm 100% going to buy this game. Mm-hmm. Is Preston going to buy it? Hell yeah. Is Preston going to like it? I'm 99% sure I'm going to like it. All right. <laughs> I have nothing to prove to me that I'm not going to like it yet. 
Um, yeah. And then the last one. And then the last one. Captain America. No. Uh, we got it. <laughs> they say teaser. That's a trailer. It's two and a half minutes, and we know like what the kind of the gist of it is. We get the theme of the fucking movie from it. It's well, at least like at least having her, like watched the panel, I know what the theme is. It's mm-hmm. so it's year two of Batman, which we knew, right? And basically, the Riddler is this new like emergence. He doesn't know it's the Riddler, so the whole movie we're gonna know it's the Riddler, but he's not gonna know, right? But maybe he does know. Maybe he knows. Like maybe he goes, yeah, I'm the Riddler at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And he does all these crimes that are like to the Batman, mm-hmm. and it's what I'm what I'm assuming the the plot is that the Riddler knows of all of the corruption, and what he's doing is he's leaving clues to what if it's fucking Clue Master? <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing! That'd I would love, really cool. even though Eternal did that, I would love to see it again. Yeah, because <laughs> it says Clue, mm-hmm. which I was immediately like, oh fuck, could it be Clue Master? Like, what if they're saying it's a Riddler? Mm-hmm. To make people get people on board, and then they go, "Ha ha! It's the Clue Master! It's Arthur Brown, motherfuckers!" Um, but no, ninety-five so percent of people would be like, "That's a stupid twist. I hate this movie." Yeah, true. Um, I can see my girlfriend continuously texting me on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so I think it's going to be the Riddler is trying to reveal to Batman about the corruption, mm-hmm. more of a vigilante Riddler than I want to take over. Okay, and it's him not really trying to reveal to Batman and get Batman to. Like to to take down the corruption it's riddler going you're part of this because mm-hmm. part of the whole dialogue of the trailer is like how am i part of this right and i think it's going to be that batman is in essence a person of or a a what's the word i'm looking for uh, he's born from the corruption right so he is he is the result of the corruption yeah and he embodies the corruption yeah he uh he perpetuates sort of the the law and order and if the law and order itself is corrupt then he's a then he is corrupt himself and i love that and we get that from this fucking teaser yeah i swear it's a trailer because we get so much of that above the the the, 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 right this movie and i'm so fucking excited because there's there's so much let's let's talk about let's talk about this trailer no there's no way what time is it are we at two hours or the last like oh, almost two hours? All right. Wow. All right. Um, so <sighs> Matt Reeves knows what he wants to, what story yeah. he wants to tell. There is a vision here. There is a fucking, vi- and it's, and it's an original vision. It's not putting Batman in just this hero light. Right. It's, it's a perspective of Batman of a Batman that, is not wholly good, mm-hmm. which is not done. Like the, the, all the Batmans in the past have been like, Oh, I do this for, I do this for Gotham and I don't want to be doing this. And I know it's like morally gray, but like it's a bat. This is a Batman that thinks he's doing this right, but is re- realizing he's not. And it's an existential dread Batman, which we mm-hmm. don't really get. And, I love this take. This is how you do a noir movie with Batman. Yeah. You don't just have Batman solving the crime and going along and like, what are the pieces and the pieces coming together? It's the pieces are coming to go. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) And it, it hits hard. I, 
I have never felt the same way I felt after watching this trailer, after watching any movie trailer or any movie. Yeah. I was just this cold, unsettling feeling. I don't know how they did that, but holy cow, they did. It's, and just everything that he, that Matt Reeves was talking about in the panel, just, he knows what he's doing, what he's going to do, and he's going to fucking do it. Yeah. And... Uh, so okay, so we know that. So we we've got the the general overarching of the movie. Mm-hmm. Looking at the trailer specifically, the combat. Holy crap! This is the combat I've wanted for Batman. This is where it's not beautiful. like the really really fast like shit from uh from um Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. but it's not just the hunky clunky that you kind of get from the Dark Knight. Yeah, it's it is quick. He is a fucking expert hand-to-hand combat in Mm -hmm. every kind of combat there is yeah and he'll goddamn do it and it's one take it's that just like at least that shot itself felt so good that was astounding (laughs) i was like i I watched the first minute of the trailer and i was like okay i'm on board this is cool and then he did that and my jaw literally dropped me too i like i literally (laughs) i was watching i missed this this happens to me i missed the set like that the 15 20 seconds after that Mm -hmm. because i watched i was like holy shit and i was like looking up from my phone and i walked yeah. out to andrew was like oh my god <laughs> and i had to go back and watch because th- there's more yeah to like to the stuff that he does like there's the there's the him with the Catwoman, yep. where he just kind of dodges pat like kind of dodges and weaves yep and she's like balletic and like light yeah. on her feet and like and so this is before Catwoman becomes Catwoman. she's right. selena kyle just a cat burglar um riddler just looks entirely different and i'm on board with it he doesn't look cheesy as fuck first showed up and i was like wait is this a hush movie yeah i was thinking that too i was just like this looks a lot like hush maybe it is hush maybe it's taking elements from the hush character and superimposing them onto a better known popular figure yeah um who else we didn't see carmine falcone at all we didn't see penguin at all we saw a newspaper headline that mentioned falcone okay um this is when Penguin is not the Penguin yet. He's called the Penguin, but he doesn't like it. That's what right. Matt Reeves was saying. Um, I think there's part of the movie. I think part of the movie is like act three is he strips away the Batman part of him mm-hmm. and just becomes a different like, because there's the thing where he's got um, a bandana on his face. Right. So there's something that pr- that takes him away from the Batman costume, mm-hmm. whether that be in the middle of his investigation. He goes, holy shit. He's right. The Batman embodies corruption. I need to not be the Batman, mm-hmm. which is a misguide. I don't think they're going to go with that because I think that misses right. that point. Right. That it's not necessarily the Batman name. It's what he's doing. Right. Which is good because I like it when they try to uh, make it clear that, yes, the Batman is the name attached to whatever you're doing, but it's still what you're doing. Right. You can change your name and you're not going to change anything about how you represent the corruption in Gotham. Right. He should um, be. He could change to be something else creepy. And that everyone fears and becomes Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Uh, the, the him like launching up and him like rising into frame to those villains, like mm. those enemies. I don't know what's going to happen there, but I'm so ready for it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, what else? Like just the, the logo is sick. The, the music yeah is good it like yeah. it feels so not batman-y but still so batman-y yeah like i can't hum it yet because i've only heard it like three times but every single time i was humming it for about 30 seconds or 30 minutes mm-hmm. afterwards 
but the logo just looks like just the red. Yeah. No one really equates Batman with red except for unless you're talking about like Batman Beyond. Right. But I just it this Oh, you know what I just thought about? What? The whole plot is developing in a red room is where you develop pictures. I don't know. It just feels, especially with that first, that, that, that new, that first look at the Batman costume, it looks like a red room. Yeah. Where Maybe. it might be this kind of whole analogy is developing the, like developing a film of you okay. get, start to get the, oh, the bigger picture. And as you start to like reveal the fine lines of the, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how developing the pictures work, but oh my God. That was, yeah. What else? Uh, is there anything else that happened? And, uh, well, so you texted me about the trailer, and um, Hannah and I were watching something, and I said, okay, pause it. We need to watch the Batman trailer. Um, she was excited about it, and she watched it, and she was like, you're going to have to watch that movie first and tell me if it's safe for me to watch, because, like, <laughs> that looks creepy. Yeah. it. I mean, God, I just... And I love the, the idea that it's a year two Batman and what he looks like. We have a good picture of Bruce... We have a good shot of Bruce Wayne now. Yeah. Um... And he's he's got the long hair, mm-hmm. like he looks like this guy that's been through a lot. And he's coming. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat him up. And he's doing it for like he's been doing it for two years. Like I'm gonna beat him up. Yeah. And then that's the right time for him to realize how bad the Batman actually is mm-hmm. for him to change the way the Batman is basically. Yeah. Because I think if we get a sequel to this, it's gonna be like. Uh, this is a good movie to get a sequel of. Yeah. I think at least as, as far as we know what we think the story is. Right. Um, because this is a good like character development. Like it's not mm-hmm. an origin story, but it kind of is. It's a, uh, it, I could see the way this goes is it sort of ends up being an affirmation of his mission and like a, like a reassessment of where he's at and sort of he, he matures into a version of the Batman that we, yeah we know. So I think what I can think of is it's not an origin story of Bruce Wayne to, okay. So there's the origin story of earth one where it's Bruce Wayne to the Batman, right? Like you kind of, you got the hyphen in it, everything. This is an origin story from the Batman to Batman, right? Like there's that differentiation between, what he is early on when he's just like this kind of revenge seeking, like almost like or revenge, revenge bent thrill seeking adrenaline junkie, basically. Yeah. And I, I think vengeance. that I am fucking comicbook.com or comic book resources or someone's posting like an article. It's like the new trailer has a reference to a popular art, uh, popular. And it's like, you're writing a full article on one goddamn line that sure was a reference to the animated series. Because it's like, I'm the vengeance, I'm the knight, I'm Batman. Like, right. sure, okay, it's a reference. You don't need to waste a full goddamn article. There's so it. much more to unpack in this trailer. Yeah, that's the least interesting thing about the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, this like, again, what I was saying is the uh, revenge-bent, thrill-seeking, adrenaline-junkie Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, where there is a different, there's no difference between the bruce wayne and the batman because he's just kind of this muddy angry angsty guy yeah and to be have that thrown into questioning everything about himself for him to come out reborn as batman and this Mm -hmm. this guy that knows what he's doing has his vision right 
maybe this is maybe he kills someone in this and that's kind of his going fuck yeah like i can never cross this line again like that i don't think they'd do that yeah that's too man of steel Mm -hmm. yeah um but no i'm so excited to see like this is just it's so rare that you see a movie get to just like and, and joker did it Mm-hmm. diving into the psyche of the character itself yeah. rather than just make a new version of the Batman. Yeah. Like th- this, you kind of need to know a bit about the Batman before you can watch this movie. And the same thing with mm-hmm. the Joker is like, do you, the, the movie is good on its own, right? but you just get so much more towards the end when you know the Joker and like kind of what, what it, what embodies. And right. With how much I know about Batman and with how much you're getting to know about Batman, like this is just going to be such a visceral movie, Mm -hmm. like just with tendrils going into every bit of Batman lore. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be a visceral experience. I'm going to walk out stickier than (laughs) than anything I can think of. I, I'm, I am ridiculously excited for this movie. Like to the point where I'm concerned about how excited I am. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely like they're given that they only have 25% of the movie film. That's either holy shit that can tell you so much of a good story just from that much being filmed mm-hmm. to oh god, there's still a lot to ruin that. Right. And I don't know. I just it seems like a coherent vision at this yeah, point. Yeah, it does. And from what I've heard of the Apes movies, Matt Reeves seems to know what he's Yeah. what no. he what he wants to do. Those are really solid movies. Yeah. Um at least the second two, which are the ones he did. Oh, okay. I know I didn't do the first one, but yeah, no, I like, I, I don't know, but also I want to address the fact that Matt Reeves, you need a dude, one size smaller. <laughs> Did you happen to see a picture of him? No. Oh dude, the shirt he was wearing during the panel was like a size too big. Ooh. Like it was like, cause he was wearing like a button down shirt right. and it was like, like a button down, like tux shirt almost, but the sleeves were kind of puffy and like, uh, and like down to like kind of his thumb. Yeah. I was like, dude. Not your size. No. <laughs> um, but I am this movie. Uh, that was the way to end it. Like, it was yeah. such a disappointment until then. Yeah. Um, that was the that was the big moment right there. And that was that's why I say it's a trailer. Yeah. Because, like, a teaser, like, ha, look, action, set piece, cool picture, title. Right. Like, that's a teaser. A trailer tells you at least some of the story or something about the movie. This told us the... 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 The, the mental state of the, the co- movie. The plot, the themes. Yeah, <laughs> like, we, we got a lot of details right there. It, it's just, oh, I'm so ready. Yeah. Also, can I just say, I called it. I said, at Comic-Con, we'll get an actual trailer for the Batman. And you said, now we'll just get like a little teaser where it's like action shot, cool pose, title card. You did. Yeah. You, t- you totally took this one. I know. Yeah. I'm just, well, but I think, uh, to be fair... That is insane that they were able to get that good of a trailer out of 25% of it being filmed. Mm -hmm. Like, it's got to be filler that they have left. Like, they got all, like, the main parts they needed so that they could make sure they could tell. That's actually interesting. Most of the stuff they got was either from, like, the one sequence where they're in the house investigating the duct tape face man. Or um, just, like, little bits and pieces here and there. Yeah. I'm wondering if they did, like, because of how production ended... They had like production ended and they went, all right, advertising comp trailer company. 
take everything we filmed and make a good trailer. I don't care if it spoils things. Like maybe Riddler doesn't get revealed until halfway through, but he's like, make a good trailer. Mm-hmm. And they did. And I want to find out who made this trailer because I want to learn more about how trailers are made and what companies do what. Because this was certainly not the company that, that made the um, the Spider-Man trailers. No. <laughs> this was this is something else entirely. Yeah. This, I'm going to get a little ahead of myself here. This may have been a watershed moment in movie trailers. A what? Watershed moment. I mean, what does that mean? It's like a, a defining moment. Oh, okay. Just... My video just stopped all the so, but oh, all right. Well, I think we can call it though. Yeah, but no, this 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 is a different level of trailer. Yeah. This is something else. This is something. This is something good. All right, shall we? We shall. Oh. Thanks everyone for listening to our thoughts about DC fandom. Um, if you've got thoughts, you can hit us up on Facebook, where we exist. Twitter, where we sort of exist we're at justice losers pod and we will exist in a more full capacity in the near future so subscribe to that ahead of time um we're on instagram at justice losers pod although again we're not really there we're kind of like in some sense going to be there um we're on gmail justice losers pod at gmail.com where you can do an extensive frame by frame breakdown of the suicide squad footage and let us know exactly what the story is going to be um because we'd appreciate that that'd be nice that'd be all good um we're on you can find this podcast on soundcloud itunes spotify podbean and iHeartRadio, and probably other stuff too because apparently we're just everywhere now um what else are we we're on patreon where you can give us money kind of kind of um yeah give us money offset defray my costs for buying tenant tickets yeah do that um What's next week? Uh, turning off your brain. Turning off your brain. Yeah. So how to? I don't. My whole point next week. My whole thesis is going to be that turning off your brain is the wrong way to think about it. It's adjusting your recalibrating your brain for the medium. Recalibrating your brain. Recalibrating your brain for the particular piece of entertainment or art that you are consuming at that particular moment. Yes. So. Yeah, we'll get into it. It's going to be good stuff. Uh, I think that's all the things I'm supposed to have said at this point in the episode, so I can safely say thanks for listening. Bye. 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 My camera's off, so I'm invading yours. Oh. Attitude. <laughs> 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 <laughs>